0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Field Guys Podcast, your source for the best sports Mind, is Roger Goodell. Uh, we're your host, Max Jensen and Cameron Curran. And coming up on this Friday evening, we're going to be talking about last night's first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, before we start, make sure to subscribe if you're new and turn on notifications. Uh, let's get into it. Our We're going to start off the podcast by just t- talking about our general thoughts of the draft. So, Max, what what, what did you think just overall about how this huge draft went?
1: Yeah, well, I really enjoyed it. Um, Something new to watch on TV. Um, I was kind of expecting it to, you know, for them to have some problems and whatnot, but it was pretty smooth. Um, Obviously, Roger Goodell's like a robot. No one really loves to watch him. Um, The virtual hugs were like really weird. I don't know what he was trying to do with that. And him, you know, interacting (laughs) with the fans, it, it seemed a little fake. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I saw, um, like, a CBS or maybe it was Yahoo notification on my phone from some writer who said this was the most exciting draft we've ever seen. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't think it was bad.
0: I mean, I, I, I liked it. I, I definitely thought there would be more issues. I 100% thought there would be, like, a bunch of lag outs and we were going to lose someone for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. um but we did and i i big props to the nfl for pulling that off that is not easy to do especially once it's your first time ever doing something like this
1: yeah um, and we we didn't see any problems last night um i saw that there could be more problems maybe uh tomorrow which would be saturday um with faster picks they don't have as much time to get the picks in and make trades and stuff so maybe we see more problems then but right now it's moving it's moving smoothly yeah
0: NFL. For uh, my them. strength in Roger Dell was like my hate in him was strengthened. I should say uh, <laughs> he's, he's disgusting. I, I, I wanted to count the amount of times he turned around to his TV and was like,
1: come on, you guys can do be better than that. Yeah, I know
0: it was at least 28 different times. Yeah. That we saw him. He just turn around to
1: his TV and a with the fans who didn't care. for him. Yeah. There, there was a commercial, um, I think it was for, like, Bud Light. And it was... Oh, the one, like, right before the draft? And it was hashtag boo the commish. The first time I read that, I thought it was hashtag boot the commish. Like, get a new commissioner. (laughs) I was like, whoa. But I I think I agree with that. No. Oh, for sure. You could
0: see, like, whenever he turned around, like, how much it hurt him deep inside. To, like, Mm -hmm. be, like, accepting these boos. Like, like he was trying to play it off. And then he would, like, (laughs) Like, you could see him, like, turn back around. And you could like see his sadness in his eyes. Like, he was yeah. just powering through
1: it. Yeah.
0: It was also like all superscripted. Like he didn't s- smile once. Remember, yeah. remember that kid from like St. Jude's hospital? Like, he was like, Thank you. That was awesome. On to the
1: next pick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know saying... <laughs> and then he like, changed like, the outfits halfway through. Too. Did you notice Oh that? yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, What hey, you Madonna? Like, dude. That was whack. I don't. I don't know why he did that, Um, but yeah, we 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 don't love Roger Goodell here. Um, But yeah, it
0: was. I think we definitely saw a a draft, like in comparison to other years, though, where it seemed like teams were forced to just draft. Like there was certainly less trading. Mm -hmm. Like we Mm -hmm. only saw one trade in the top fifteen, I think, and I think last year there were three and there were a few trades towards the end but there was almost no trading for the majority of that draft mm-hmm. and i that has to be in part because of like the circumstances but i think it, it it'll be interesting to see how these players fit in schemes where teams might have only taken them because it was hard for them to trade
1: yeah and i don't know if it is hard to trade like we we won't know that but there were certainly um less trades but um i guess we can start talking about some picks um i think for the most part we agree on a lot of them but some of them we we differ um for sure um with the the first three picks burrow chase young jeff akuta those were kind of locks um yeah you know as a redskins fan i'm so excited that they picked chase young um, they made the right choice there. Um, even if they don't have a huge need at, uh, edge rusher, um, it's, it's a once in a generational talent with chase young and he's actually my, uh, my pick for the least likely to be a bust. Um, uh, interesting. I, I mean, I think he's the safest, that player. is interesting Do
0: you out have of them? all 32,
1: mm-hmm. I think you, what's your pick he's,
0: I think he's set up for success, right? yeah i'd say the least likely to be a bust it's tough it is i don't i don't know if i can give it to chase young though if chase young was on any other team not any other but most other teams i i might agree with you it just it's it's wow. hard for me to say he's not gonna be a bust on the wow. redskins like like put chase young on like the 49ers or put them on even like the dolphins. And I'd say, I agree with you just because of that safe, like front office and well, legit,
1: even with them replacing their entire front office and bringing in Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, who's a very good defensive coordinator. They have yet to and prove then,
0: anything. yeah, no, they definitely did the right thing by overturning their front office and bringing in Ron Rivera, but they haven't proven anything yet. Like
1: they, they, they have yet
0: to have a winning season. So maybe, maybe he does well, but I'm, I'm still wary about the Redskins. But I agree. I think he was – you needed to take Chase Young. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and, yeah, with Jeff Okuda, obviously he's a great replacement for Darius Slay, the best one yeah. they could get. Um, they might have flirted with the idea of drafting Tua, but I don't think they ever seriously considered it because they've got Matt yeah. Stafford's contract. Um, I know they
0: were shopping their pick. I guess that, I don't want yeah. to take it
1: though. Yeah. And that probably means that the Dolphins were pretty set on Tua. Um, yeah. I, I told you.
0: I think even, take, I, even I with all these smoke and mirrors.
1: Um but the first pick we really uh sort of disagree on is this Andrew Thomas pick. Um so personally I like the pick for the Giants. Um I think we both agreed that they needed to go get an offensive lineman that was their biggest need and they did that with Andrew. they definitely
0: picked the right position
1: um but personally i think andrew thomas might be the best lineman in the draft um he might not be the best pass blocker or the best run blocker but i think if you combine the two um he's just the best overall player interesting
0: i for andrew thomas they definitely picked the right position and I'm Andrew Thomas is a great prospect. I don't think, I think they reached for him. They definitely could have gotten him way later if they wanted to trade back. And there were, I think there were also better prospects in terms of offensive linemen out there. Like Jedrick Wills, I think how, like he seemed to be the most, Overpowered offensive lineman in this draft, and this was a deep offensive lineman draft, right? These guys are all going to be great talents in the NFL, but I think if they if they had their hearts on Andrew Thomas, they definitely could have traded back to get him. Though, but yeah. I mean, they also it seems reached for Daniel Jones last year, and he seems to be working. So,
1: yeah, I th- I think they might have been able to trade back. I don't know what sort of. Um offers they were getting like maybe the chargers were trying to trade up um but honestly they probably weren't pushing too hard i don't think i mean Um, i'm not
0: i'm not against the pick it just feels like there were better talents at that
1: time. yeah i mean they probably couldn't have gone wrong with like the top three offensive linemen yeah um um, so then two goes for the to the dolphins Um, i love that he's gonna be so good I, I think he's going to be awesome behind Burrow. I think he was the best talent in the draft and Cameron, you think he might even be better than Burrow um, in terms of just. I think talent. Be. Yeah, um, And I, I just love his personality too. Um, yeah.
0: I, I would have actually, I love to see me to the dolphins. I love watching the dolphins. Um, I think it might be because they're me of watching the Patriots just because of <laughs> that Brian Flores, he's bringing in that Patriots, uh, Mentality and that, um, like all those ideals that they they win with, um, so it reminds me of watching them and like the way they play their defense, the run they run their offense, and the way they treat their players. I think, just in terms of how much fun it would have been to watch, I'm excited to see two at the Dolphins. I think it would have been a lot of fun to see two at the Chargers, just yeah, with, with all those pieces already around them. Like the, the Dolphins are set up for success pretty immediately maybe give it one or two more years. But I think the Chargers head up for success next year. And I think Justin Herbert is really set up for success at the Chargers. Um, but I think it'll be fun to watch Tua. It would have been fun to watch Tua throwing the Keenan Allen and Andre Eckler uh, and all those players.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think the Dolphins got a couple more years. I think they're looking at maybe like a, Seven and nine, eight and eight type of season um, coming ahead. And maybe the Chargers have better pieces, um, but I'm really excited to watch Tua. Um, so then the next pick, I think we disagree a little bit here. Uh, Justin Herbert falls to the Chargers. Um, I'll let you go first. I think you like this pick.
0: Like, I don't know what else they would have done here. They needed to get QB. Um, I don't think because they weren't going to get the the best two QBs next year are obviously Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. After that, obviously people will emerge in their in this next upcoming season. But Justin Herbert is a very very talented QB. He has amazing strength and all he really needs is a little bit more coaching up in terms of decision making. So sitting behind Tyrod Taylor for a year and sitting in this system for a year and letting it all wash over him and taking it in, I think would be really good for him. I don't see what else he could have done here. And I think they got a fantastic prospect with this pick.
1: Yeah, in terms of drafting a quarterback, there was no other option. Herbert was the guy. Um, But I don't know. I just don't trust Herbert to be a top 10 pick, sort of a franchise quarterback. He's got the raw abilities. Um, He's strong. He's got a good arm. But uh, you mentioned the decision-making. His accuracy is not great either. Um, Last year, the percent uh, of uncatchable uh, target throws to receivers. um, Tua only missed him 4.3% of the time. Burrow 5.1% of the time. Herbert missed him 18.1% of the time. So that's that's a big difference. I think another, that's
0: why it would be good for him to sit behind Tyrod Taylor. Like,
1: yeah. like he's not being
0: forced into a starting position immediately, which is why I think another reason the Dolphins didn't take him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like he's the guy to build your team around. Um, I don't know. I I think I don't think he was worth a top ten pick in my in my opinion. Interesting. That's that
0: that's also that's a really out there opinion. A lot of people think he he was a top. He was going
1: in the top six. Yeah, I I hope he proves me wrong. He's he's got the raw I'm the raw talent, the good arm. Um, and we saw Josh Allen, you know, come out with a huge arm and have success. So hopefully he proves me wrong. Um, I think he will. And then at seven, we see Derek Brown go. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's not an awful pick. Yeah. Um, he
0: was he's definitely. I was when I was listening to people like Mel Kuyper and those and uh, Joel Klatt and those people who really watch and analyze that college football and see how it translates to the, to the NFL. Something I heard from time to time was that he seemed to be like the most overpowered player at the posi- like at his position, and in general in the draft. He has, I think, the most power and raw talent coming in and just seems to be the most overpowered person, just the most dominant person on the field at almost any time. So I'm excited for the Panthers. I think they definitely got a very, very nice pick with Derek
1: Brown. Yeah, I agree. That was their probably their biggest need, um, and they solved that with uh, Derek Brown. And then next one, I don't know. Uh, I didn't see a lot of mock drafts having Isaiah Simmons fall to the Cardinals. Um, I saw a lot of
0: them going for him going to the, uh, to the lions.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he sort of just fell into their lap and this wasn't like a huge need for the Cardinals, but like, it's a good pick cause you can really I plug him it. in anywhere. I think on the broadcast they called him like a superhero, like black Panther. I love it. He's just an amazing a athlete. He could do anything yeah. you want him to. Yeah. I, I love this pick. Yep. Me too
0: um we definitely then, we yeah. do not agree on the beckton we have very differing opinions on the beckton so yes. I'm, I'm gonna let you start off with this one
1: um so he obviously has the physical traits right he's the biggest tackle in the class he moves pretty well for his size um i just don't think he's really been tested at a super high level yet um just him in the louisville offense um I think they run a lot of play action and screens, which make it easier on him. Um, I think he's probably a top five tackle in the class. Um, And I, I'm not like trashing the pick or anything. I just probably would have preferred Tristan Wirfs here, or maybe even Josh Jones who didn't even get drafted in the first round. Um, But also I I think wide receiver should have been the move. I think that was their biggest need. Um, they need to replace Robbie Anderson, which they haven't yet. Um, and you got three, uh, wide receivers to choose from three really elite wide receivers. Yeah. I
0: think they needed to, their priority needed to be protecting. Sam jo- uh, Sam. Darnell. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, their offensive line has been just awful for the past few years. And if they didn't protect Sam Darnold soon, he was either going to leave or he, he was going to get a career-ending injury. He did... I I don't think there was anything more valuable they could have done for, the, for their team than send out the message, hey, Sam, we're going to protect you, and also put him in a position to win. Um, now they also have someone who is protecting for Le'Veon Bell as well. So I think... I, I really like this pick. Yes, I think there were other offensive tackles that would have fit well, but he is a pure left tackle, and that's what they need. And he I think he's what this team needs to finally be able to start drafting pieces to surround Darnold.
1: Mm-hmm. That's definitely important. Darnold does need some weapons, though, around him, which he at this point he really doesn't have. Um but if they can snag a good wide receiver in the second and third round, maybe this pick will look better to me. Um and it's it's not like it's a bad pick or anything. I just uh think they could have done a little better. Um, yeah. um so after that, um Henry Ruggs fell to the Raiders, who like this guy's super. I was surprised
0: fast. to see him go first. No, he's insane. He's yeah, it, in top three.
1: He he wouldn't be like my Choice to go number one uh, of the three, but yeah. you can really you know place them in the any order it. and yeah. you'd be fine. Um, like I, my favorite's Judy out of the bunch, but Gruden really wanted his Tyreek Hill and he yeah. got him.
0: I mean, they're in the same division, so he might have been trying to match up with the Chiefs so that he could play with them in those shootouts.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it. it's a copycat league, and look yeah. who just won the Super Bowl um so this next pick by the buccaneers um i thought was interesting because they moved up one spot to get um tristan wirfs who i think is a really good prospect um my only question with this pick is if they really needed to move up um like the 49ers who they traded with ended up drafting uh javon kinlaw afterwards i feel like they were going to take Kinlaw either way, and they gave up a fourth rounder. Um, but if if you were dead set on Tristan Wirfs and you had any sort of doubt that that he might go, um, then I don't mind this too much. I
0: think the 49ers played this so beautifully. For sure. They traded DeForest Buckner mm-hmm. to get the 13th pick, Yeah, traded backwards to get the 14th pick and a fourth round pick, and then they ended up taking Javon Kinlaw, who replaces DeForest Buckner. So what they essentially did was traded DeForest Buckner for Javon Kinlaw, who replaces DeForest Buckner and a fourth-round pick. So they just got back their defensive tackle, and they just essentially they got a free fourth-round pick, which
1: yeah. is
0: which is crazy. They played that so they played the
1: cards perfectly.
0: I oh, I story. loved how they how they did that.
1: Yeah. And I was honestly expecting the 49ers to take a receiver at 14.
0: I um, was too, but they ended up taking them. 25.
1: Yeah. Which I'm totally fine with. Cause they got yeah. one later in the draft anyways. Um, and Kinlaw, um, I think is a really good prospect. Uh, yeah, great value at where him. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And then like um, right after this at pick 15, this, I, I don't want to say it's the biggest deal yet. Um, but it's definitely one of the biggest deals of the draft with uh, I love Judy it. falling in Broncos because they were talking about moving up to get him because they were so dead set on taking him. Yeah, They didn't even have to. And uh, Drew Locke uh, needed some help for sure. Cortland yeah. Sutton can't do everything. Um, so I think this was great.
0: Yeah, I love this. Now Drew Locke, who seems to be their uh, their starting QB, their franchise QB, he now has two really good receivers. Uh, and now he has, with Philip Lindsay, like surrounding that, I think this is the bones of a really, really nice offense that the Broncos are building. So I'm excited to see what Jerry Judy can do. And I, I love
1: this pick. Definitely. Um, and then I think another competitor to uh, the biggest steal in the draft, not much later, the Cowboys took CeeDee Lamb. And, like, did they need him? No. But would they be dumb not. not to take him? Like, probably. Like, that's going to be a killer offense.
0: This offense is going to be so much fun to watch, assuming they don't mess it up. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's not forget, they had their same offense just without CD Lamb last year, and they were gross. That's, yeah. yeah. It was hard to watch them a lot of times. Um, so I'm excited to see what Mike McCarthy can do, uh, in his first year, but I think this trio of Cooper, CD lamb and Michael Gallup is going to be deadly. And then with Zeke in the back and Dak Prescott throwing to all of them, this is a really deadly offense and has the potential to be insane. I just don't want to see the Cowboys ruin it. Like they probably will.
1: Yeah. Maybe the smarter move was to shore up the defense because that defense has got a lot of holes. Um, <laughs> but if if you're able to score 30, 40 points a game like this offense is potentially yeah. capable of doing, and then, I mean you but, don't. Yeah.
0: Need- but i what I'm assuming happened was they were thinking picking one defensive player at this point won't change our defense too much. But if we get the kind of offense that can destroy you, we'll have time to revamp that defense later
1: on yeah and did you see how excited mccarthy and uh jerry jones were the the, the smiles on their faces they did not <laughs> expect to ecstatic. get this guy. and jerry jones was like in an airplane or something dude that was wild why was it all white i don't know it looked
0: like something like out of austin uh austin powers i was wild yeah it was so weird i don't know where he was i mean and, and also it looked like he was in an evil villain's lair <laughs> like off to like one side of him, he had like that glass like map of the world or something. Yeah. Like lights shining on it. And it
1: was like, dude, what are you yeah. doing? That, That's what happens when you
0: don't know what to spend your money on. It seemed like Jerry Jones.
1: To yeah, me. It, was, oh, it was
0: very much Jerry Jones. Yeah. Although it's interesting to see that kind of house in, the, in Texas.
1: That's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. Um, That's so the next pick is maybe one where we differ a little bit. Um, Austin Jackson was taken by the Dolphins. What do you think about that, Cam?
0: I I like this pick. I think they picked Tua knowing they would get a player like this. Tua, a lot of people talk about how Tua's injuries, yes, they come from freak accidents. Like, sometimes you just get sacked and you land the wrong way. But a lot of the – like, the main problem with Tua is the fact that he thinks he's more elusive than he is which is what leads him to getting hurt. Like he refuses to just throw it away. He tries to extend plays and he's not Russell Wilson and he thinks he is. Um, so I think what happened in the Dolphins room was they were saying, you can either get Herbert and then with later on, we can take other picks or we take Tua and we take Austin Jackson at 18. We protect Tua and get this generational talent, and I think that's what happened. I think the offensive line needed to be revamped, and especially with Tua coming in, who's injury prone, because especially around those weaker offensive lines, if he needs more time to be able to learn and grow, and realize that he like he needs to just throw the ball away sometimes. Um, so I think that's why they took Austin Jackson where they did especially Austin Jackson, who is a pure left tackle. So I like this pick because it protects Tua and it protects their future. And I think they didn't have too many other holes they needed to fill maybe wide receiver. But at that point um, there weren't too many huge standouts wide receiver. I love Justin Jefferson here, but I, I like the pick protecting Tua.
1: Yeah. I don't mind that it's a, a tackle pick. I think that's, the route that they needed to take to protect Tua. I just don't like their choice in tackle. Um, I think there were better options. Um, I think Jackson sort of lacks consistency and physicality. And he ranked outside the top 30 in pass and rush blocking ratings, um, according to Pro Football Focus. And another interesting thing, his three worst games last year were when he was up against NFL caliber rushers. Um, So, I'm just wary that he might not be um, ready for the NFL. I think he's going to need a ton of development um, if he wants to become you know, worthy of that first-round pick. Um, I think he has the potential to, um, but I don't think right now if you plug him in, he's going to be very good. Um, we saw...
0: Jalen Reagan go to the Eagles, and then immediately afterwards, we saw Justin Jefferson go to the Vikings. I knew the Eagles were going to take a wide receiver. I thought it was going to be Jefferson, surprised that it wasn't. And I knew the Vikings were going to take a wide receiver. I think they're lucky they got Jefferson. I love the fact that the Eagles took a wide receiver. Um, They had a season last year where Carson Wentz threw for 4,000-plus yards. And none of his receivers had over 500 receiving yards. I mean, they showed those receiving stats from, like, the final four or five games of the season. And the only player with more than six, seven catches was their running back, who had, like, 26. So I think the Eagles picking wide receiver was awesome. Um, Reagan seems to be a very speedy player. Um, Guy who like comes out of the slot and gets a lot of yards after catch. Um, Justin Jefferson seemed like the bigger deep threat, but I I'm fine with the Eagles taking a speedy guy if they think he fits their system better. Um, but I I think the Eagles and the Vikings taking receivers both to fill those holes, especially with Diggs leaving the Vikings, was was a great pick for both teams.
1: Yeah, and I think the Vikings sort of lucked out here. Um, personally, I think. I did I like both picks. Um Jalen Reagan might be um my favorite out of the two, but that's splitting hairs. They're both great. Um I think Justin Jefferson really fits the Vikings well. Um to pair along with uh Adam Thielen. Um great replacement for Stefan Diggs. I think that's great value for where they ended up uh picking him. And uh speaking of diggs. Um, we're recording this Friday night. Travon Diggs, his brother, just got picked by the Cowboys. Just thought that was interesting. Interesting timing.
0: What What position does Trevon Diggs play?
1: Cornerback. I wonder if they uh, they go at it back at home.
0: I was, I was about to say, that would be fun. That, wonder,
1: that would be fun.
0: <laughs> I wonder if the Bills and the Cowboys play each other.
1: Let's see. the The Redskins played the AFC East last year. So that wouldn't... That wouldn't happen because the Bills are in the AFC East. Um, oh, so but f- following this pick um, was Kenneth Murray to the Chargers, um, who the Patriots ended thought, up trading. Uh, they were originally in this pick; they traded it away.
0: So there, there's a lot to unpack in this pick. First yeah. off, with the with the Patriots trading back, I it's it is textbook chip. <laughs> yeah. like trading back just to get more picks. That's, we see him do that all the time. Um, I think the Patriots are more than one huge talent away from being back to where they were before. Um, apparently they like sit them at their QB one spot. Um, so I think they still have a solid defense. Uh, they, lost, they definitely lost really good players uh, during free agency this year, but they have a decent um, defense trading back to get a lot more picks to strengthen that defense, hopefully get a few more weapons for Sidem to work with alongside Julian Edelman. Um, so that's something you see Belichick do a lot. And actually, I was texting with my, with my dad Around this 20 to 23 range. And I was saying the Patriots, he was talk, talking about who the Patriots were gonna pick. And I said, I love Xavier McKinney here. I love Kenneth Murray here. I love Justin Jefferson here. Mm-hmm. We see, uh, oh, I, I also said, I love Chasen. Chasen went 20 to Jaguars, Jefferson went 22 to Vikings. Kenneth Murray, who I back, thought was a great pick for the Patriots goes at the spot they had. Um the Patriots ended up getting someone in the second. Uh what's his name? He's Kyle a Duggar. He's a safety, he plays for some weird school like Lenoir Rhine or something, which yeah. is it was yeah. also the uh the first pick we'd seen outside of like a big name school, which is also textbook belichick. He loves those Division Two schools. Um, but so this was – I think this was good for the Chargers, who didn't need too much help on offense. If anything, they were just revamping their defense. Um, so I think that was a great deal for both teams, the Patriots getting more picks, which they need to, to refuel that team after all those losses during free agency.
1: Yeah, I think this was a good move by the Patriots. Um, seems like they moved back in pretty much every draft. Um, yeah. So definitely textbook Belichick. Uh, I think it was smart because there's probably not one player at this spot that's going to really be a game changer for you. So if you can move back a couple spots, because they still got an early second rounder um, and still get more picks, I, I think it's a great move. Um, for the Chargers, though, I don't really like it a ton. Um, they traded up to get a linebacker when it's a pretty deep linebacker class. I don't think they really needed to move up. And I don't really love Murray too much as a prospect. He's explosive, and that's sort of unteachable, which is for sure good. Um, but he he allowed 82% of his targets to be completed, um, and he only got his hands on four passes in three years. So he hasn't really proven that he's... Um, kind of a first round talent. He's got this, the, uh, the explosiveness and the skills, but his production hasn't been really where I'd, I'd want to see out of a first round pick.
0: Yeah. Um, I think we should, we should go to the, the Jordan love pick here.
1: Yeah. That's um, that's where where I was going to go.
0: This, this seems to be the, the most controversial pick across all of Media, sports media, uh, in recent hours, there are people who absolutely love this pick. We just just got
1: to hold on, hold on. Okay. The Eagles just took Jalen Hurts. The Philadelphia Eagles just picked Jalen Hurts. Just wanted to throw that.
0: Interesting. Out.
1: Didn't see that Ooh, happening.
0: Very interesting.
1: I I don't mind this for the Eagles. I don't like it for Jalen Hurts because wow. he's going to be behind Carson Wentz. That's, that's a great teacher though. That is a great, that is. But Wentz is going to be around for the next 10 years. I, yeah, no.
0: Wentz, I feel like unless the Eagles know something that we don't, Wentz definitely is a, a top five, top six talent in the NFL. I think if he can stay healthy, he'll, he can be an amazing quarterback for at least seven or eight more years. And for Jalen Hurts to sit behind someone like this, I think is really good for Jalen Hurts. I think he can really, really develop as a player. Um, he already has that that athleticism. So all he really needs to work on is developing those NFL style uh, reads and throws, which he already started working on with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Yeah. But I don't, I think it'll be good for him to develop behind Carson Wentz just him personally, but I don't see what this does for the Philadelphia Eagles as an organization unless they like they are shopping Carson Wentz or unless they don't trust Carson Wentz.
1: I, I figure it's probably because they want to do sort of a Saints deal with Taysom Hill and turn him into Maybe. that that uh whatever you call it, the Swiss Army knife. Um, but I I don't get it if they're using a second rounder on a backup quarterback. Unless they're really going to use him because Wentz, Wentz is he's signed long-term too. So yeah. That is why. But anyway, we were talking about Jordan love. Back to Jordan love. Um, Um, This, this
0: really split sports media. Um, I know people, I believe like Stephen A. Smith really really likes it. Really? Um,
1: I saw a tweet where he didn't.
0: Oh, did he not like it? I know he was like very vocal about it. There were, um, I, I know a lot of people think this is a fantastic fit. Um, and a lot of people think this is an awful, awful fit. And the main drawback I've seen, like the main flaw people have been pointing out is that we, we saw this happen where Aaron Rodgers got drafted behind Brett Favre in like almost the exact same fashion. Favre and Rodgers were like almost the same age when their backups got picked. Um and their backers were like almost the same age, same round when they got picked. So it's not – like the, the Packers have done this before, and it obviously worked out well. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. But what people have been pointing out is that Rodgers is going to be probably an awful mentor, just like a god-awful mentor. Like sitting behind him is going to be painful. Um he has a bit of an ego is he's a bit of a drama queen and that's like, he's that's fine. Like I'm not, um not like getting mad at him for that. Like, yeah. for, first of all, he's earned it. Um, but also like, that's just his personality. And that's fine. But I don't, I, I, I agree with them to a certain degree. I think he is not the best fit for a mentor, obviously. Um, I think he has, he's a little bit too selfish for it to be a Fantastic mentor, um, but in terms of just the the bigger picture, I think Jordan Love sitting behind the Packers or sitting behind Rodgers for a few years is great. I love this pick, and worst case scenario, we see um, Rodgers stay if he's still playing well, and we see that them ship Jordan Love out for a few picks and a prospect. So I think the Packers. Made a great pick here. They either get a fantastic quarterback in the next few years, if they see Rodgers leave or even retire, and or we see Rodgers keep playing at peak performance, and we see them trade away Jordan Love for a few picks and a prospect. So I I, I love this pick.
1: Yeah, I I definitely disagree here. Um, so I think this is almost forcing Aaron Rodgers out the door not necessarily now but in the coming years whether that's two or three years and Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to play till he's 40 years old and that's not really unrealistic I know he's had some injuries but I mean Brady's playing till he's at least 44 Breeze until he's 43 so it's pretty realistic um and just last year Rodgers led this team to the NFC championship and I think they're just saying like you only got a couple years left dude um, I think this is going to create unnecessary drama um, for a team that really is only a few pieces away from a Super Bowl. I mean, they were only one game away from it last year. Um, and then another thing, I think Jordan Love's a little overrated. Um, I don't really think he's a first-round pick. Um, maybe I would have picked him maybe in the third round. Um, he he's got a lot of raw abilities. He's got a good arm but his performance really hasn't been there. Um, he had 17 interceptions last year, which is the most in college football. Um, he only completed 62% of his passes, and more than 20% of those failed to pass the line of scrimmage. Um, Pro Football Focus does um, player comparisons, and he compares to Colt McCoy, Christian Ponder, and EJ Manuel. Um, so not not great comparisons. Um, I think it's important to note, though,
0: that in his his junior year was standout. Like it was an insanely impressive year. And going if if he has that same year again, he's probably a top fifteen pick. And then from the transition to his junior to senior year, he loses his coach. He loses all of the talent that was around him. So going into – and Utah State isn't going to refuel. Like, if they have really good talent for a few years, it's not like they have that steady flow of insane talent. So going from his junior senior year, he loses a lot of those weapons and he changes coaches and systems. So I think it's important to note that he was not playing with the same circumstances that he was in his junior year.
1: That's true, but – 17 interceptions, that's not the people around him. That's his decision-making. Um, so I, why it would be good for
0: him to sit behind Aaron Rodgers.
1: And that's another thing that I'm going to get at. I don't think Rodgers is going to want to mentor him, or if he does, I don't think he's going to be a great mentor. Um, and with Brett Favre, sure, Rodgers sat behind him and watched him every day, but they really never had much of a relationship um, I was watching Brett Favre. Um, he was good though, wasn't he? That's, it, yes, he was good, um, but it's not going to work out every time. I was watching a Brett Favre interview um, about his relationship and how he like did or didn't mentor Rogers. And he said um, he, th- he thought his job was hard enough being the starter. Um, so I think Rogers is going to have that same sort of mentality. Um, and I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be happy about this at all. I think it's going to create some drama. I think there are a couple pieces of way at making a Super Bowl run. And maybe if you go out and get a really good wide receiver at this pick, then you're right up there with the 49ers and the Saints at making a really good run here. Um, I don't know. I just really don't think this was the right move at all. I mean,
0: but they also had um, a new coach coming in replacing McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. So, what also might have been happening was if this coach is coming in and he didn't connect to Aaron Rodgers. I know we like we saw that hard relationship, like that tough relationship between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, push McCarthy out and led to multiple bad seasons that the Packers had. Right. So if If that same thing is, it, it, it can be hard to connect emotionally with Aaron Rodgers. So if this new coach is coming in and he's saying, Aaron, you're our guy, but I also want someone who I can raise like as part of my era as this coaching and someone that this coach wants to connect with and wants to mold to fit his system. That might be what we're seeing as well.
1: That might be true. But I think with, and that might work with someone like Tom Brady. But with the personality of Aaron Rodgers, I just don't see it working out. You know, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, like there's it. definitely huge risk with putting
0: trust in Aaron Rodgers as a mentor. But I think even if he doesn't actively mentor him, you can still see just like the residual effects wear off on him. Just being around him. You might just like absorb everything that he's talking about, just watching him work there's still stuff to be learned just from watching him play.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I again, I don't think Love is a super great quarterback. I hope he proves me wrong. Um, but maybe Rodgers can teach him that decision-making that you really need to succeed in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so do we want to hit our our winner and loser of the draft, or you want to mention something? Yeah. Else? I,
0: really quickly, I want to talk about the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick for the Chiefs.
1: Okay, yeah. Because he, the
0: Chiefs at this point aren't like they don't need anything. There are no holes in the fill. Um, At this point, it's all a luxury for them. They're just picking players who are like frosting on the cake or like the cherry on top. So, them going with a running back made sense because at this point, all they really have is Damian Williams. I thought what was interesting about this one was they went with Edwards Hilaire out of LSU over people like J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor and uh, what was the last guy's name? I'm blanking on his name. Oh, I can help you out here. Um, um, I got you. Swift. Yeah, there's Swift. Oh, out Swift. Of Georgia, right. I was blanking on his name. Um, <laughs> who all seemed to be consensus- higher talents um I didn't really see him higher than those three on anyone's boards um I think he's a great talent watching him I didn't watch too much LSU Mm -hmm. um I watched I think like five of their games but in every single game I watched he seemed to be besides Joe Burrow he seemed to kind of be the rock that held him down Um, I think this is fantastic in terms of fit yeah, I, he's huge, um, like a huge like pass catcher out of the backfield, which is what I think is exactly what this offense is looking for, a huge pass threat, but also someone who can go inside or outside of the of the line. Um, so I, I just thought this was a very
1: interesting pick.
0: And in terms of fit, just pure like someone who fits the system perfectly, I think this might have been the best fit in the entire draft.
1: Yeah. I so I don't mind them taking a running back here cuz like you said their needs aren't super high elsewhere. Um I think their only other like need need is maybe corner cuz they lost Kendall Fuller to the Redskins. Um but I I don't mind them taking a running back and I think out of the three this is probably the best fit. Um with him being a great pass catcher um and sort of just a like a spark plug. Um, which I think is really the Chiefs' offense. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, who are your uh, winners of the first round?
0: My winners of the first round, I think my biggest winner is the 49ers. Yeah. That's, um, that's sort of mine. I, I think they also were one of those teams Like obviously going to the Super Bowl, they were very good to begin with. So, they didn't need to do too much. But unlike the Chiefs, they had multiple picks in this round. They filled a hole that they had and got a defensive back and got a receiver. So they, they filled that DeForest Buckner hole. Uh, they filled the Emmanuel Sanders hole. And they got, I think, Jeff Gladney, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as a defensive back. So they added three cherries on top as opposed to one for the Chiefs. Uh, so they were huge winners. I think another, or one of the other big winners would have been the Dolphins. Um, they also, I feel like, didn't have too many holes, especially with what they did during free agency. And I think here they did a really good job of getting their franchise quarterback and protecting them.
1: Um Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree with you with the 49ers. I think the, the big winner here, um, I'll also throw out maybe the Vikings who were able to get Justin Jefferson at 22, which is really good value. Um, and another one, I think the Broncos really landed a stud with Jerry yeah. Judy, especially with the, uh, the, the value. Um, so who's your, who's your loser? I don't, have, I don't know if I have any
0: huge losers. Um, there weren't any picks that I really, really hated in this draft um and if and most of the picks that i wasn't a fan of were from teams that didn't seem like they needed too much um if anything i'd probably have to say the bucks just because of the way they played it they they traded up for an offensive tackle which i appreciate they're telling brady hey we're protecting you they're telling brady hey we're invested in you but they traded up when they probably didn't need to trade up they lost the pick when they probably could have kept that pick so I'd probably say the Bucks are one of my losers just because the way they played their cards. It didn't seem very smart the way they did it. Um, but I, I feel like everyone else, there weren't any moments in the draft where I was like, really? yeah. You know?
1: They're just jealous. They have Tom Brady. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding? This has got to be the future. Um, so you probably know... I'll say the Packers for one. Um, I I just don't love the Jordan Love pick. I think they should have gone wide receiver, get Rodgers some help. Um, And then the other one I'll throw throw out is um, the Chargers. Uh, Again, I don't really love Justin Herbert, um, especially at pick six. Um, And they also drafted Kenneth Murray. They traded up to get Kenneth Murray, who I don't think was really worth – that pick yeah
0: um i i one of what's something i want to go over right now is which players we think are going to make the most immediate impacts and which players are going to make like the most significant impacts which players are set up for the most success immediately
1: Mm -hmm. um so obviously joe burrow is probably going to make the biggest immediate effect because he's going to be thrown out there. He's the number one over, overall pick. Um, he's got AJ Green. Um, I think he'll probably make the most immediate uh, effect. Interesting.
0: I think. I don't. I think he will have if he can play his cards right, and if the Bengals don't screw this up, which they probably will, because the front office is awful. Um. I think Joe Burrow has the potential to make a really, really significant impact in that organization. I don't know if it will be super immediate. I still think that team has a ways to go before they can really start making moves. But I think he definitely has a chance to make a really significant impact for that organization. Um, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is really set up for immediate impacts. Obviously, the Chiefs are a fantastic team, fantastic organization. And any player who goes there will probably do a very good job. But I think just in terms of pure fit, this guy is exactly what Patrick Mahomes wants. And then I think my last uh, guy set up, or my last two guys set up the most for immediate success are, um, sorry, had a cramp, Um, Javon Kinlaw going to the 49ers, and probably Jerry Judy going to the Broncos. Yeah, I was going to say Because that, of the stuff set
1: up all around them. Um, another one who I sort of forgot to mention for my favorites, um, Patrick Queen, who was picked by the Ravens at 28. He fell all the way to 28. Yeah, um, I, I, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Um, I mean, the Ravens' defense is already superb, um, really nice and it's just getting better i think patrick queen could have an immediate impact uh, make that defense stronger yeah
0: i agree um any any anything that any predictions for this upcoming second and third round before before we end this
1: um well we saw jalen hurts go to the eagles i was sort of planning. Was saying something that's about good him goodness. maybe him going to like the steelers or something but that's not going to happen that was ridiculous. Um man, I, I I don't have many.
0: J.K. Dobbins went to the to the Ravens.
1: He did. That's that's an interesting fit. They got yeah. Mark Ingram. <laughs> I, like I stuff. I I think the Ravens are having a pretty good draft so far. Um yeah,
0: I think I think that is it for today's uh, version of the Field Guys podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Remember to watch out around Monday or Tuesday for when we do our second episode of the Jordan Doc review. With our boy um, Austin. With our, yeah, with our boy Austin Rollins. Um, remember to subscribe, hit that like button. And thank you so much for tuning in. See you later, yeah
1: guys. See ya.